This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Well, welcome to another in our interview series with MarTech. Uh, This is Douglas Carr, of course, and we have on the line today, we have CEO, Chief Executive Officer of Integrate. We have Jeremy Bloom on the line. Jeremy, welcome, sir. It's good to be here, Doug. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you. And and I'm going to read the, uh, I, it always sounds chintzy when I'm reading bios, but uh, of course, yours, yours is intriguing and we want to talk about it, but uh, we'll say, uh, founded by CEO Jeremy Bloom, entrepreneur and former pro athlete, Integrate Software is tackling a big challenge facing B2B organizations, how to scale sales pipeline and increase revenue generated by top funnel marketing programs uh, with annual recurring subscription revenue, nearly tripling this past year. Wow. Fantastic. The company is experiencing a rapid expansion in its marquee customer base of mid-market and enterprise organizations, including Dell, uh, which is also a client of mine. So I love hearing that. Uh, Salesforce, which we talked about, I've worked for Workday, Iron Mountain and ServiceNow. Well, congratulations, Jeremy. That's incredible. Thank you very much. It's been an an incredible seven year journey with, with the company. And just like any startup, you go through a few different iterations of, of what your go-to-market is before you really kind of nail it. You know, in 2014, where, when we took software to market to, to focus on orchestrating the top of the funnel marketers, because that's really where you see most of the systems and confusion and noise. Um, that's really when the, the company started to take off and, and build a tremendous amount of strength. And, and uh, for everybody listening, give a rundown of that. Give a scenario you know, of one of your clients and, and, and how they're utilizing integrate. Sure. Yeah. We, we work primarily at the enterprise level. So those companies that you, you know, are, are large enterprise co- companies and they're, they're, um, you know, they're marketing different product lines and, and the way they do that is, is through ad tech and anyone who's seen the chief martech slide or the Lumisgate chart slide knows that there's just a lot of vendors, a lot of point solutions that, that try to have, marketers uh, accomplish, you know, driving pipeline, driving demand, and ultimately getting business. And so what we do is, is we help synthesize all those disparate systems together so that they're talking in a single language. Um, and so we, what we do is, is we, we have open source software that's connected into a lot of the, the main um, software providers and also ad tech providers uh, in, in, in media. So what, what used to be kind of a very difficult and, and uh, laborious exercise to understand what's working or what's not is now relatively easy for our CMOs and our marketing ops departments to, to log into Integrate, chat with our customer success and say, you know, I spent $5 million last month to generate demand. What's working, what's not? You know, what publishers are driving pipeline? Uh, what pieces of content are driving uh, pipeline? And then, you know, get into account-based marketing. What, what accounts are actually in market? What accounts should I be targeting? What, what accounts should I uh, just be putting in to, into a nurture track? So that's what we call demand organization to clean at the top of the funnel. And are you doing that? And, and just from a tactical standpoint, is integrate, you know, software that's basically working on the back end and then feeding that data into a CRM like Salesforce? That's right. So it sits above Salesforce 
Uh, in the funnel, it sits above Mark, Marketo and Eloqua, marketing automation platforms like that. And so we, we see every lead first before it gets put into a CRM, before it gets put into marketing automation. And our software will eliminate the bad leads, you know, so disconnect email addresses, wrong phone numbers, you know, anything that would create an invalid lead so that we're not muddying up the waters for sales. And then once that lead has been approved as a, as a sales or marketing accepted lead, then we'll make that that data more intelligent for the intelligent for the salesperson. So, you know, if you're a salesperson at, at Salesforce, when you sit down on Monday morning and you have 100 leads, uh, those those 100 leads will be stack ranked based off the predictability of the close, uh, based off which companies are in market, which companies are showing the, the strongest signals to, um, to to convert. So, we're really trying to to use intelligence and machine learnings to to better predict, you know, which leads are going to close, which leads are not, and and helping be a you know, lock arms with sales to make their jobs easier and more effective. Well, and it, it sounds like it's working. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, uh, in, um, in some recent, you know, obviously with your, your growth and your success, uh, you've recently secured investment from some leading pioneers in the space as well, right? Yeah, this is our fourth round of funding. So we, we've ra- raised over $35 million of venture capital. And typically, you know, when we raise, that's kind of the headline, but it's it's really the sub-headline in, in this. Um, primarily for a couple of reasons. The, the first reason is that for the last four consecutive quarters, Integrate has been cash flow positive. And as you mentioned, during that period, we've, we've grown, we've tripled revenue. Um, but the real headline is just four CEO founders, one of which you worked for and helped build exact target, uh, Scott Dorsey. Um, you know, Scott Dorsey and, and Reggie Bradford and David Karnstead and Dan Springer. I mean, th- these are four guys that just completely changed the, wow. the DNA and fabric of, of marketing. And collectively, they've, they've delivered over, you know, close to $5 billion worth of shareholder value because you have the founder of exact target. You have the founder of Vitru, which was acquired by Oracle. Um, you have the CEO of Action Frontier that was acquired by uh, Adobe, and then you uh, have the founder of Responses that was acquired by by Oracle, and, and Dan's now the, the CEO of DocuSign. So yeah, these are four guys that really truly understand our industry, and they also understand how many companies um, are out there trying to do something. And you know, they, they bet on us because they they believe that we're poised to be that that next big breakout company. So we're humbled, and, um, and uh, you know, we're really excited to, to welcome those guys to our team. Well, you've already done a lot and having those, those power players on the line with you. Wow. That's, that's, those are some great phone numbers to have in, in, in your Rolodex. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> of course, we're not in a Rolodex yeah. anymore. Sorry. <laughs> in well, the iPhone, right? <laughs> well, and, and, and taking on this investment obviously provides you guys an opportunity for, um, you know, incredible growth and some, some research and development. You know, h- how do you think the marketing technology landscape is evol- evolving? And, and, you know, how are you going to invest this money to, to get the most return on, on those investors' uh, investment? Yeah, it's very good questions. I'll, I'll tackle the first one kind of on our record, Matt, first. So we, we've really, we are the market leader in demand orchestration, and we really focused on the uh, demand generation side of that. Um, so that's content syndication, that's call centers, um, which is a large source of, of uh, a marketing volume uh, to, to B2B. But we're, we're tackling some big areas next. Um, we're, we're already live with a beta event and events. 
So now event leads, mm. when you scan a badge or you host a webinar, those, those can flow directly into our software. And we're also live the, with, a, with a beta product in display, um, obviously programmatic display with, with a lens towards uh, account-based marketing is, is, is a, a big source of generating demand in a contribution model. So we're, we're kind of heads down, the team focused on how do we continue to automate the entire top of the funnel and, and move across it. So, so that's, that's our focus. Um, as far as an industry focus, you know, the macro view of marketing over the next five years, you know, I'm, it's, I'm pretty bullish on you know, leveraging natural language processing and machine learnings to, to bring a, a tremendous amount of intelligence that marketing departments have never had before about not only you know, who their prospects are, uh, but also when their prospects are in market um, down to the level of who are the decision makers at those accounts and how do you think about engagement, not through traditional advertising, but through content thought leadership, those things. So, you know, I think as, as uh, machine learning continues to evolve and uh, will probably be the fifth industry to pick it up, but, you know, we, we certainly have a lens into that. Our chief product officer um, studied machine learning in college and then and worked in that industry for some time. So we have a, a nice, you know, little head start in that, in that department. But I think it's going to, you know, it's probably a three to five year uh, horizon until we, we, we see it really pick up. Uh, that's fantastic. Now, um, we had mentioned at the beginning of the show that you were actually a former pro athlete. I'm, I'm curious to hear about that. Yeah. So when I was 10 years old growing up in Colorado, I told my parents that I wanted to ski in the Olympics and play in the National Football League. And uh, both my parents have a healthy disregard for the impossible, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they said, yeah, you know, you can do it if you if you um, uh, believe in yourself and, and attack your dreams. And you know, the thing that really stood up stood out to me is is uh, the use of the word just kind of attack your dreams. You can't just dream about it; you got to attack it. So, you know, I was really lucky. Had some great coaches and you know, tremendous teammates and some some good luck along the way, and did both. So, I skied in two Olympics for the United States as a freestyle snow skier. And then after my second Olympics was drafted by the, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, spent a couple seasons there and a season with the Pittsburgh Steelers before, you know, jumping across the fence and starting to, to, to build my entrepreneurial career. Well, it seems to me that there's a lot of uh, parallels between the two as well. There is. And there's a lot of parallels when you think about management, especially on the NFL side. And I, you know, I was there two very different management philosophies. Uh, at the Steelers and the Eagles, um, the Eagles were very so you know more more of a di- dictatorship than than um, you know a, a democracy, and they motivated by fear. And I just never felt like you could lock arms with with the teammates. And you know even though we probably had the uh, the most talented roster in the NFL, Donovan McNabb and Brian Dawkins and Brian Westbrook, all these great guys, we never went past the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. But the organizational management structure of the Steelers was a complete opposite. It was on its very bottoms up. The, the, the team kind of set the goals and objectives. We had a very dynamic leader in, in Mike Tom, the head coach, and you know, really one of the best leaders I've ever been around. And you just could lock arms. I mean, it just it really felt like a collaborative culture. And you know, 2008, the year that I was with them, we won the Super Bowl and with an inferior roster. So I, I think, you know, I am obsessed with, with culture, I'm obsessed with team dynamics as a CEO and founder. Fortunately, I've been, been able to 
bring in just a really great team, uh, especially the C team around the table. These guys all have great pattern recognition and offer up great advice and guidance for the business and, and below them all the way down to our you know, newest employee. It's just we really focus on bringing a high caliber person in on the culture side and someone with great character. Um, and we have five kind of cultural pillars that we, we build to, but, but it is important. And it's something that we, we spend a lot of time on thinking about and, and operating to it integrate. That's, that's amazing. And I think, you know, not just, uh, obviously on the leadership side, that's going to have a huge impact on an organization, but I even think from an entrepreneurial standpoint, because you, you know, you, you really do as a, you know, I'm not talking, I'm not a pro athlete. In fact, uh, if you see pictures of me, I'm the reverse of a pro athlete. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, you, I, I do know from back in the day when I was wrestling, um, you know, that, that it was a war against your own head a lot of the times and entrepreneurial, uh, you know, being entrepreneurial almost seems like the same thing that you've got a lot of people cheering against you, obviously, you know, competitors and, and sometimes industry and sometimes even, um, analysts, you know, but, but you have to keep pushing forward and, and you just know that you have to keep pushing that huge boulder up the hill, you know, if you want to win. And it seems, it seems that it's almost a natural progression for a, a pro athlete to get into the entrepreneur, to get into entrepreneurship. You're spot on. I think the biggest challenge for a you know, founder is just managing his or her own psychology. And that, that psychology changes as the company evolves in the early days. It's, you know, you wake up in the morning, you think you're going to take over the world. And then when you and you get a couple of phone calls and you've got, and you're thinking, gosh, I'm going to be able to make payroll. Yeah. You have to, you know, be able to, to, to deal with those psychological ups and downs. And you, you know, you're right in the sense that athletics really, and I've helped me for that because you know, even though I, I uh, was really lucky to achieve some, some, some great things, I also failed much more than I ever did. And so it was during those, those inevitable points of failure that I had to kind of figure out how to use those as constructive roadmaps to calibrate the compass to ultimately where I needed and wanted to go. So it, it, it did give, I think it, it was an advantage for me to, to be able to compete at a high level um, to be able to just deal with those psychological shifts. Oh, the, boy, this is an incredible conversation. Uh, thank you for sharing that because I think it's an important message uh, to everybody out, out there in the space. You know, I remember I remember those tough days. You know, Scott Scott and I, you'll have to ask him one time about the, the weekend where we just literally were, uh, we had an outage. <laughs> and, and, and I think there was about 10 of us that stayed for about 40 hours straight, you know, taking care of everything. And, and, uh, it was, it was a life changing event, you know, that, that it transformed the company, it transformed the leadership of the company. And, and, uh, but people don't know how close that, you know, sometimes how fragile sometimes these businesses are. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Great, great conversation. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. And those psychological challenges, you know, for, for CEOs and founders, especially if you have, which I think we have it integrate, but to attract uh, people that have founders mentality. I mean, there's lots of people integrate who, who, you know, you would, you would talk to and say, gosh, this, you know, they're as passionate about what, what they're doing as, as any founder would be. So you're right. I mean, in the sense that, you know, any, anybody can, can face those psychological challenges at a business and it's always a fun exercise. And I'm a student of the game. I've never, I mean, it's perfected, but, it's during the hard times, really. What you know, I actually 
typically feel the most alive yeah. the most you know engaged you know because it's at that point it's it's a little bit more survival it's a lot harder to you know give that 110 percent every single day when when things are going so well it's something we have to remind ourselves well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, in between now and, and your next, uh, tripling of, of, uh, revenue, you're going to have to write a book about this. This is, this is, this is a great conversation. Oh, I, I appreciate that. That's, I, I, you know, it's, it's easy when, when, uh, when, when you tee up good questions, <laughs> there's <laughs> well, meat on, on the bone to talk about, but kudos uh, thank you. Well, and, and let's, let's, uh, I, I definitely want our listeners, you know, for, um, you talked that your target market is enterprise. Um, talk a little bit more about that so that people listening know, you know, who, who should be calling you today. Yeah. So our target market is, is really enterprise B2B marketers. Um, but we do have some middle market customers as well. So if you're generating over 500 leads on a monthly basis, and you have a nurture track set up through Marketo or Eloqua and sometimes HubSpot, and you're interested in, in chatting with our team, just go to integrate.com, shoot us a note. We'd be happy to set up a call, do a blueprinting system together, and help identify some slowdowns, some gaps in systems, and um, find a potential path to work together. That's fantastic. Well, we'll put that information in a blog post uh, as well that's going to accompany this podcast. Uh, Jeremy, uh, thank you so much for taking the time today. This was an incredible conversation. Thank you. Well, congratulations again on all of the success and growth of the company as well as the uh, the attracting of the stars in the industry that you're, you're attracting in investment as well. Um, well. Well deserved, sir. My pleasure, Doug. I appreciate the time. Absolutely. The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.